Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Talk, radio.nyc. <laughs> we talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the stuff you love to talk about, we talk about. Tonight's show, Captain Marvel. It was at Marvelous. Brie Larson uh, gave fans a taste of the new Marvel movie and the new issue of Entertainment Weekly, but where's the trailer? Plus, Comicsgate reaches a fever pitch, and Alterna Comics makes a Nike-esque decision. And we welcome Sequartz. I don't know if I'm ever pronouncing that right. No. Rich Hanley. You never check. Uh, in our Sire Spotlight. Uh, welcome. As always, I am your host, Michael Dolce, and I'm always joined by Hassan Godwin, Lord of the Radio. That's, hello. It's warm again. See how I did that? I'm looking forward to the winter. The one thing you will never hear on Secrets of the Sire is the Lord of the Radio complaining about how cold it is. Because yeah. I never do that. Yeah. As always, we are sponsored. I'm sorry. Was that trivial? By <laughs> SPNG Printing, sp-g.com. Go check them out. Professional printing, made simple, brochures, business cards, books, catalogs, flyers, posters, postcards, and other print services are our specialty. SPNG is your full service printer. We love our sponsors. Yay. So, how was your Labor Day? It was warm. Did you labor? Of course not. That was, that was a bad joke. You're not supposed to labor on the Labor Day. I know. I, I labored anyway. <laughs> so while the rest How of the world was... How was your label there? Well, it was interesting because... Well, I, was, oh, I saw Pearl Jam. It was a setup for a story. I saw Pearl Jam at Fenway, which was hey, pretty damn where's awesome. where's my invite? Uh, my eight-month pregnant wife uh, made it. She made it. And she she made it through the whole the whole concert. Although we did miss like, Wait, the last Wait, does song. that explain where my invite went? Yes. I invited my wife. With the... With the thought that maybe she wouldn't make it. But she did. So, good for her. You Yay. invited her with the sole purpose of her not making it? <laughs> what would you have done if she didn't make it? What do you mean by make it? <laughs> I didn't think she was going to make it up to Boston and make it through the entire concert. I had, oh. I had an over-under at like 60% chance. I, I thought so it was, was a 60% it? chance. Oh, it's amazing. It's a bunch it's of old guys on, on stage now. <laughs> That's the sad thing about it. It is sad, though. Yeah, it is it's so sad. sad. It is a little sad. You know, when he first got on stage, too, I looked, and, and we, we both kind of... Did he have We a cane? both looked at each other, and we're like, oh, like there's an old guy up on stage. <laughs> like, it, it, it was, like, noticeable this time. But then once his hair, like, got sweaty and, and went down, it didn't look as bad. It just... Oh, you know, the he's, illusion. he's thinning up there, and he's I saw them twice. Out I there. saw them at Madison Square Garden in, like, 80, 98... Yeah, Maybe it was 90, a great show. 97, 98. Show. And then I saw them at Jones Beach, I think. Okay. Uh, a couple of years after that. So I've seen uh, them. I've seen them in their prime. Okay. And then, you know. Now. But. Did you ever see Nirvana in concert? No. Uh, no. no, I was I too did. young. I was I too young. I did, my friend. Oh, look at you. Uh, yeah. That actually, that's a badge of it honor. Was, it was six months before he uh, sadly you know, most, passed away. You know, most things that we talk about chase away the younger um, demographic from our show. <laughs> they're like, what are comics? Like, yeah. it's a, it's a, what is this? What is this well, thing? this is definitely because they're like, who's Nirvana? Yeah. What are these no, guys no, no. About? Everyone knows the t-shirts now. Oh, because yeah. of the t-shirts. They're very, yeah, they're yeah. very, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Very I saw Bush live, too. I saw a lot of live bands when I was young. I just saw live live recently. I never, I've never seen live. Great. Live. Great All right. They didn't come to hear about the bands we saw. We're gonna we're, we're gonna talk. So the reason I brought up Labor Day was, uh, while we were laboring 
at the show and all that other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you going to see Pearl Jam was a labor? The comics. <laughs> You're happy your wife didn't go into labor yes, on exactly, Labor Day. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the comics community was like up in arms. Oh, like it was boy. crazy. Like I, yeah. I had a tech. I, I like I like mess. Rob is our is our fill in producer tonight. Rob K, how you doing, sir? Uh, Even though Sam is here, just to confuse us. I know. <laughs> I know. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the comics community Can't was show like, Rob too much love because Sam is watching us. <laughs> well, yes, that's very true, actually. Um, no, and, and I was like messaging you. I'm like, I'm like, yo, S is going down right now. See, I avoided the bing. That's good. Um, I'm like, yes. look at all this stuff that's happening. So Shit is indeed going down. Bing. This is the thing, though. Like, I personally don't. You know, we don't love to bring these kind of topics up. We're trying to be fun. We're, we're, well, we're trying to be like a little diversion. Okay. It, you the, know, the thing about it is, it's that sometimes, in 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 some respects, we have a different point of view on it, which is good. I don't think it's not good. Yeah, but um, I don't think it helps. You know. Yeah. Um, and the seriousness of it, it's like um. It's 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 kind of hard to explain. Yeah. No, no. It's look, a, look, well, the last, well, the last time we talked about it, like I think we all had a disclaimer of like uh, we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna try to discuss this. Yeah. Uh, don't fire us from our barista jobs, or don't right, like, right. You know, trash us. We're trying to openly discuss things. Yeah. And, and there was a little bit of an eggshell. Here's here's thing. But th- what I was saying was, and this is not. I, I had no. I had no. Uh, I. I had no idea that this was going to happen. I had no suspicion that something like this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. What happened? And I think of all the things that could have happened, this is the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Because it's sort of bloodless. Well, but that's you the know? thing. This, there's so many things that happened over the weekend. I know. It's crazy. Well, so, one, of the, one of the major things we're about to talk about yeah. is about like the, the dangers of flirting with, you know, um, what subversive... Yeah, language and subversive ideas. If you're, if you yourself do not do not celebrate those ideals, sure, you know. So you know, you you may you may elaborate, and we'll we'll discuss further. We'll that. we'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, the, the ironic part is is that I was like, dude, we're gonna have to talk about Comicsgate because it's the biggest thing. We have to like the, like look. There's literally nothing else going on, yeah. and then Entertainment Weekly drops Captain Marvel. It didn't, though. I know. I did a little <laughs> reaction video. You can go to YouTube.com slash Secrets of the But how did we... Kn- I mean, we knew what she was going to look like. I know. I don't understand. It's not even like a well, revelation. Well, it started when Brie Larson on September 4th, which was the Sunday, is like, hey... Inter- or not, or maybe it's the... Th- I don't know. It's, here's a, here's a, here's hey, a question. Hey, Weekly. Sorry, hold We're going to break Wait, the stop. internet. Off on the side. Yeah. Here's a question. Just, uh, just as the same thing, we had a, a, a conversation. If the show had been around 10 years ago, we would have had the same conversation. As as we will have with this one, sure. It's amazing to me, amazing to me. Yeah. Not only that there is a Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah. But that everybody's making such a big darn <laughs> deal about it. Like, did anybody think that Captain Marvel would be something that would be gracing? The cover of magazines and people talking about the the the. All right, the I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this from two points. Well, of no, view. okay, because okay, just to put it to perspective before yeah. you go. Yeah, I've been reading comic books for a long time, <laughs> a yes. long, 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 yes. long time. Okay, um, I started with uh, X Men. I actually started with Star Trek. 
the DC Star Trek comics, and I also read the, my first GI was my first Marvel comic was a GI Joe. Yeah. Okay. So, but then we got into the superheroes. We got into the hardcore stuff, right? With the serious, like semi-adult stuff as we get older. From the time from like let's say 1980, I don't know three, right until now, I've been absolutely hardcore reading comic books, right? Yep. I've never read a Captain Marvel comic. In fact, the Captain Marvel that is to be depicted in this yeah. movie wasn't even around. Yeah. Hadn't been around by the time I was reading comics. She had come and gone. Yeah. And there were various other Captain Marvels in her stead. Yeah. In, in, the, in the Captain Marvel universe. Right. In the, in the Marvel universe, excuse me. So the fact that we are at this point where I have never read a Captain Marvel, an original Captain no, Marvel I still have it, yeah. comic book. Yeah. And we're talking about it like it's the next big thing. Right. Is, is mind-blowing. The, the reason it's, it's mind-blowing, and actually it says it on the cover, right? Uh, the future is female, is the tagline. Hmm. It's, oh. it's capturing the oh. zeitgeist It's to of upset the, the incels. Oh, the it's, poor incels. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> at, poor incels. at the end of the day, right, it's... What, what made... I'm going to leave Black uh, Panther out of this, actually. Ooh, they know what they're doing. I'm going to leave Black <laughs> Panther out of this, because at the end of the day, I think Black Panther... We, we both gave you gave it an A, I gave it an A minus. I think overall lived up to the hype. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rope that in. We both kind of give Wonder Woman like a B, B plus, right? Something like that. Um, yeah. Like it was really thoroughly entertaining. Fell apart in the. In I the, give it I gave end. it an A for the for the for it existing and for the and the, for the push that they did behind it. Yeah. They did it correctly. The movie yeah. itself was a kind of was a B movie. Okay, it's was great, it, was it, was it's it great that you separate the two though, right? Yeah. Because what made Wonder Woman a cultural phenomenon? It's not as if there hasn't been a female superhero before. It's been tons of them. They but always not, flop. Not anyone that's been given the treatment. Like, not anybody has been given the, the Wonder Woman treatment. No female superhero had... And, what do you, what do you and def- no black superhero had been that. given it. I'm what, about what you, to. What do you define by treatment? I'm about to. Okay. <laughs> define that. I'm curious what that means. Well, I can if you'd stop telling me to define it. We got to go to commercial break. We'll be right back now. <laughs> <laughs> that was good by me. Tonight, tonight, that I may good. hit him. Um, <laughs> no one, no female superhero had been given the Batman treatment, where it was like it was on Hollywood billboards, it was in Times Square, it was this, it was this huge, enormous deal. It was everywhere. It was international. I remember Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, they were promoting Tim Burton's Batman like it was Star Wars. Right, like that's how big it was. It was everywhere. The bat symbol was everywhere. It was Christmas. It was everything was going to happen. It was a big deal. Sure, that was in 1991. They've been 89. doing it, huh? 89. Whatever. 1990. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You were watching Nirvana at the time. I'm gonna. I'm. Gonna, yeah. I did that. I'm gonna kick you right in your Captain America shield. Um. So, which is good, by the way, because it can't be reversed. So on camera, nice, nicely done. Yeah. Um, the uh, Nolan Batman movie. I mean, I mean, they took it to the nth degree, all the way up to the Schumacher Batman movies. Sure, they sure. were They all got this this unbelievable uh, superstar status. Yeah. You know, and then the the Nolan Batman kind of came in very quietly, mm-hmm. but then by Dark Knight, it had been exalted again into like well, number one superstar the status. Nolan Batman. So it was Superman. They, they were, did the same thing with Nolan Superman. Batman. They were afraid to market a comic book movie. Still, like yeah, they at the time, still, and a, and a Batman comic book movie. Yeah, and they were and they were wrong. 
Well, because the, the taste of the Joel Schumacher stuff, I think, was still kind of weighing on their minds. So Fair they're, they're like, they're like, hey, it's not a, it's not a yeah, Batman movie. It's not movie. this. It's gonna be something else. It's gonna be this. It's a Bruce Wayne movie. Yeah, and Bruce there's Wayne a lot movie. of scenes about you know with right. Liam Neeson teaching him on the ice, you know, right. with a ninja sword. You right, know, it's right, gonna be, right, right. It's gonna right. be a right. Batman movie. Exactly. And it's got a tumbler. It doesn't have the Batmobile. It's got a big tank. It's right, gonna be right, good. Right. It's good. Come see it. Um. I think that but was our exact marketing. Yes, campaign. that was, like that that was, was that's <laughs> what the guy sound like <laughs> at the show. <laughs> that's the guy right there. So, so um, the the uh, uh, Wonder Woman got that kind of treatment. Yeah, that was the first time anyone. I mean, remember Superman? Are you old enough to remember Superman the the movie? Not the marketing behind the it. motion picture. Yes, with I do Christopher remember. Reeve when yeah. it came out into the theaters. I was not alive. It was enormous. Yeah, I wasn't alive. It was enormous. Well, I'm telling you, it's okay. enormous. It is actually was way bigger than the Man of Steel. The Man of Steel did the same kind of thing that Batman Begins did, yes. where they try to yes. under the radar right. the whole thing, right? So Wonder Woman got the Batman the Superman treatment. Wonder Woman, uh, no female superhero. The same with uh, uh, Black Panther. Black Panther got the Batman Superman treatment. No okay. other black superhero, not even Blade, got that kind of treatment. Right? No, uh, of course, because Blade because Blade was a surprise they to didn't everybody. Want that to even really be marketed as a superhero movie right. bad, bad taste and then by the mouth. time Blade 2 came out they were trying to push it but then Blade 2 wasn't as good as Blade 1 very true so you know it kind of it, 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 it worked down. against each it other yeah and they did because I watched the third one again this weekend Labor Day uh, Blade 3 <laughs> not as and good whoa. I watched Crystal Skull which you think is a fantastic movie I didn't say it was fantastic I said it was when a good movie when we come back we're going to dive a nice little bit try, into uh, Captain Marvel <laughs> we're going to find out there was there was no trailer. It was very disappointing. But there was some really good information that uh, came out of that article today. And we are going to dive back into Comicsgate, but from a little bit of a different point of view. Now in theaters, Beauty and the Beast is out. And there's big, big controversy with two because of the supposed gay relationship that, that yes. takes place. You know, And I thought the, the real controversy would be about the bestiality. <laughs> bestiality is not a problem. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah, homosexuality. Yeah. We don't like that. <laughs> Having sex with a giant beast, that's, that's all right. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. I want to give a shout-out to our beloved patrons, uh, dedicated fans, Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, Ashley Haikai, our program director, Stephanie Dolce, our executive producer, Steve Hovecki, Brian Phillips, and Christina Gillen, and as always, our Uber fan, Christina Dolce. Where's the fix? You're on your phone. All right. We were talking a little bit of Captain Marvel. Uh, we we were definitely fair. disappointed there was no trailer. I thought there would be a trailer. I was. I didn't even know there was supposed baby. to be a trailer. So I'm not really disappointed. No, so don't, I, don't, don't, don't falsely advertise. Again, it was me a tweet. Hey, EW, I'm bored. Want to break the internet tomorrow? <laughs> yes, meet us here at noon tomorrow. We've got something marvelous in mind. And and I guess because it's Entertainment Weekly, we should have guessed it wasn't a trailer. It was um, going to be a promotion for their their <sighs> their cover. Well, then don't say you're going to break the internet. See, you fail. You, the, the big fail Why? on the Why? break it's the internet. Why? It's it's sensationalism. 
I know, but it's not going to work. Did, why do people act like sensationalism not, doesn't work just, when it doesn't work for them? I'm just saying, if you're going to build it up. You went there, though. You went to look for it, right? Of course I did. So they, they win. Of course I they did. They win. You lose. I agree. <laughs> I, I, that's exactly my point. Well, that's We all lost. That's the point of sensationalism. All right. There's nothing sensational about sensationalism. After my outrage, which you can go on YouTube right now and see my outrage, I was outraged. I got I to gotta do better at those reaction videos, though, because I'm a little too like calm. I'm just like, this stinks. <laughs> like, well, that's not going to get any views. I say you break your computer. It next got time. sixty in five in five minutes. It's pretty uh, amazing. Uh, pretty congratulations! I know, I know. I feel like an internet star. You so they actually watched it, and they're like, "Why are we watching this?" You are indeed this someone very special. I actually, you know, what I started doing though. I actually started watching a fan teaser trailer, and I was like, oh "I don't boy. think this is real." I knew it wasn't real, but it was still pretty good. <laughs> All right. When Captain Marvel hits theaters in March 8th, 2019, it'll be the 21st entry in the MCU, which is actually pretty significant. Uh, uh, the first to star a solo female superhero. Again, really pushing the marketing is, is behind that, uh, which we talked about with the Wonder Woman stuff. In the past decade... What's the first Marvel one to star a solo yes, female Yes, absolutely. Uh, never before has a woman headlined her own story until Captain Marvel, the part Cree, part human pilot who made her comics debut... Back in 1968, uh, she can't help but be herself. Larson tells EW she can be aggressive. She can have a temper. She can be a little invasive in, and in your face. She's also quick to jump to things, which makes her amazing in battle. All right, that's, we don't care about that crap. Directed by Anna oh. Bowden and oh. Ryan Fleck, All right. Captain Marvel <laughs> sidesteps the traditional origin story. And when it begins, Carol already has her powers. She's left her earthly life behind to join an elite Kree military team called Star Force. Not Space Force, led <laughs> by Jude Law's enigmatic commander. But before long, Carol finds herself back on Earth with new questions about her past, and she's got a formidable enemy in the form of the Scrolls. So we're actually going to see the Scrolls now. The notorious Marvel baddies, made all the more dangerous by their shape shifting abilities. Ben Mendelsohn plays their leader, Talos, uh, who spears, spearheads a Scroll invasion. Speaking of Earth, Captain Marvel takes place in the mid 90s. Uh, this allows the film to introduce younger versions of familiar Marvel faces like Jackson's Nick Fury. Still has two eyed, he still has two eyes, uh, as well as let Carol carve out her own unique space in the MCU. Uh, anything I said there? Bold, daring thoughts, reactions? Sounds interesting. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, in the least interesting sounding tone I've ever heard. Well, she says, "Oh, she's her own character, and she's you know she's temperamental, blah blah blah." It's all the you know the typical <laughs> character hit points that uh, that typical female thing. No, I'm just kidding. That was that's where I thought you were going with that because the future's female. Because we we're just talking about the zeitgeist. So we're talking about Wonder Woman. See how I brought it all full circle. Sam's laughing. And so anyway, um, the the point is that, you know, every character always says about themselves that they are a brash and, you know, impulsive, yeah. you know, uh, unorthodox character. So yeah. that's really not shedding any light on anything. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the interesting thing is that that sounds like a disaster of a movie. That sounds like <laughs> yeah. it, it sounds like a, 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 a 1990s disaster adaptation yeah. of a film. But since it's Marvel... It's probably not going to be. No, it's probably going to be pretty it's good. It's probably going to be. So it would be great to see a movie that sounds like it's going to be an old old school 90s disaster yeah. uh, comic book adaptation come out to be, you know, the next big thing. On a couple of notes, um, I've seen people on Twitter, like, going nuts over Iron Man 3 all of a sudden. People just loving Iron Man 3. I know. This is what Why? I do with my Labor Day week. I scroll. I just yeah. I scroll through. I thought you went to see a concert. I did. I came you home. You were in this concert scrolling? I came home and I was bored. 
And I started scrolling through. Alrighty. I'll say this about <laughs> Captain Marvel. I think in general, yes, we're we're excited. Uh, just, I think we're just excited to see another Marvel movie because not it's, excited. It, it's I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Excited is different. Yeah, you Doesn't know. Excite you. When I went to bed Christmas Eve, I was excited. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't been excited in a long time in that manner. This would be a really good so. test too, though, to see at what lengths can you market based on a zeitgeist. I was actually genuinely excited to see uh, the Last Jedi. Yeah, I was That's too. why I'm no longer excited <laughs> about ever seeing another movie again. Well, you're a comic skater, so clearly uh, <laughs> they hate that movie because mm. <laughs> of the diversity. Mm-hmm. See how... Mm-hmm. Oh. What's that segue? What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, there's, that's the thing. We, we do actually have to segue because there's really nothing more you can talk about with Okay, Captain but Marvel. is it about the diversity? Then are we honestly saying that it's about diversity as opposed to uh, the the integrity of our original characters? No, you Star Wars. Gate, as you as you I didn't segue tried into, to segue. I was, yeah. You just said we're gonna segue. Yeah, we're gonna. It hasn't happened. You yet. can't warn a segue. That's the whole. That's antithetical <laughs> to a segue. <laughs> Dude, this is probably the doofus. first time you've gotten both Rob <laughs> and Sam to laugh, which is exciting. Oh I feel good God. for you now. Why All right, here. Why, why am I doing this to myself? All right. There's it's really hot outside. <laughs> like I said, tired. the Captain Marvel stuff was interesting, but the biggest story this weekend. We didn't really get a Captain Marvel anything. We got her in the cover, and she looked exactly like we expected her to. She looked, she looked like Brie Larson in the Captain Marvel suit, which was fine, which was great. But so this is, this is the thing that... that and it wasn't green, no, which I was know. nice. I Thank know. God it wasn't green. So th- this, is, this is the big story, though. Again, we kind of touched on it when we opened a little mm. bit. Uh, comics fandom is being torn apart by Comics Gate. Not if you really follow fandom. comics professionals on Twitter, Sunday was a surreal day. Again, Sunday. All of a sudden, it seemed like everyone was posting the exact same tweet. First came Injustice writer Tom Taylor, uh, and then so on and so on and so on. Um, later, there came subtle variations, um, but one might suspect from the name, Comicsgate is, roughly speaking, Gamergate for comics, uh, like the infamous mass movement of any angry gamer, uh, which it's been convincingly argued was a key component to the rising, uh, stunning rise of the alt-right. Comicsgate is a loose confederation of tweeters and YouTubers who make it their business to yell about how much they hate the social justice warriors who are, in their eyes, ruining their favorite medium with leftist politics. Unlike Gamergate, the participants didn't choose their name. It was lobbed at them. Nevertheless, the shoe fits, and many of their angry readers within the movement have embraced it. Um, it's really fascinating because it really it was just something that was going on this weekend that was just was well. Just tell crazy. them what was going on. I, I, people were 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 comic creators were stepping up. I just said it. Did you not? But you didn't tell us why. Uh, th- to be honest with you, I don't remember the the exact reason why all of a sudden people started rising up against it. I think there was just against a level. What? Of of rising up against Comicsgate, they're because of Vox Day. No, no, no. Vox Day happened after. After what? It happened Sunday. Vox Day. Okay, so so th- that was the next thing that happened. That's the thing that's even even more well, spectacular. Elaborate. There was a rising of just the level of vitriol going back and forth between the two sides to the point where. Um, comic creators now, like established pros, really. I mean, there's always been a, a couple established pros that that have kind of gone out against it. Um, against but now, Comicsgate, right? But now it became a like we're all stepping up to stop this because the the, the basis for Comicsgate is uh, there was a level of harassment that was going on from yes. many. Yeah. We talked about people, that. Yeah, which we talked about again. I don't mm-hmm. need to beat that over a dead horse. Um, 
but at this point, you know, it, it just rose to a huge level. Like people really, really going back and forth this weekend. So the Vox Day stuff didn't even happen till Monday. It got to a point though where where Richard Meyer, who is the Comics Gate guy, um, you know, the guy who kind of started this whole thing, um, or at least galvanized it, I guess is the best way to put it, was debating with Neil Gaiman whether or not Neil Gaiman's when Neil Gaiman's first actual comics work yeah, was because they were the, trying uh, to figure out like the the well big, the, the, the point was question, that everybody was getting hired on the merits of their sexuality or their or their right, or their race as right. opposed to on the merits of the work that they had done right exactly and Neil Gaiman says well no I got hired off right. of one short story that I did right and then he tried to argue that no you were well known he was like yeah, yeah I was well known by the first time my first comic came out right. But that wasn't why. Was like that was a year and a half. Yeah, that was two years and a half after I got really, hired. I mean, it was really amazing, like the, the like the level that went to. And then the Vox Day stuff happens, where Vox Day right. is an alt right blogger who then usurps the name Comicsgate and says, "I'm going to launch an imprint." And then all the Comicsgaters go nuts. They're like, "We don't want this Nazi uh, associated with it. Oh. We're not. We're not this." Oh, too bad. I know. Which was which was amazing. Oh, it was just it, it was it was like one of these things. And then in the middle of all this, and this is the stuff I really wanted to cover, and, and we might have time to do it um, later on, is that Alterna Press, in the midst of all this, unleashed their um, <laughs> updated social media policy, which it's, it's, just, it's really amazing how this, how this then kind of pissed off the entire internet. Uh, the social media code and conduct, they don't want people using blockchains. Which again, Sam, you actually commented how blockchain in the Bitcoin <laughs> world and all that other stuff has a completely different meaning. But blockchain is a program that you can use um, that will actually block groups of people based on hashtags, based on who's following them, and based on who they're following. Mm -hmm. And Alternative Press is like, as a creator, if you have poor experiences with anyone in uh, relation to your work online or otherwise and feel you're being threatened, please reach out to us. You can block people individually, but please do not participate in blockchains. The reason being is that they feel that there are innocent people or people that are just caught up in it that will then be alienated to Alterna Comics. The, so first you have all the Comicsgate people up in arms on the Vox Day and going back and forth and doing all this stuff. Then you have all the creators now going back and forth on Alterna Press saying like, oh, you're clearly supporting Comicsgate, you're, you're going for the money, you're this and that. I don't personally think that's the case. I just, I, all I see is just this whole weekend was just like overreaction city. Like all these people are just going nuts. And mm -hmm. I thought it was just absolutely amazing. Your thoughts. When, oh, we, when we come back. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the best, the most ironic thing in the Alanis Morissette version of it? Ironic, but not really ironic. <laughs> right, right. I don't actually know you. the definition of irony, yeah, so I mean, I'm just using it. Yeah, and, and I want to sound so it was very all right. smart. Yeah. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Talk, radio.nyc. We stream live on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Uh, we are streaming live right now. We're going to get to our guest in just a moment, but I wanted to get Hassan, Lord of the Radio's take on the frenzy of 
Well, I don't really know uh, a lot about the craziness that you were talking about before the Vox Day situation. Yeah. But as we were talking about before, um, it's a, you know, when you skirt those lines, you know, because there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek action with uh, yeah. Comicsgate, you know, about like, oh, they say we're Nazis and this and that. It's, okay, you're not, you know, in particular. But a lot of the comments coming out of your followers and, you know, a yeah. lot of, you know, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of, uh, like, like a commingling paraphernalia that goes with comics gate that is very unsavory. Let's just call it. Right. And because you're not denouncing it, it's getting, you're getting lumped in with it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, everyone's like, well, what are you going to do? It's free speech. You know, we got, mm-hmm. we have the right to this and that. And I, and I was saying when we talked about this previously, it's got to come to a head somehow. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not, you, you cannot, skirt these lines it's not you know they're they're it's outside of societal yeah. norms yeah you know just the way things are set up sure. in our society sure so this so and what we, i know and we didn't even get to the no we didn't financial get it, no success i mean yeah and they had, they've had too. substantial I mean, ridiculous. Inde- independent success yeah, it's ridiculous. but they can't get anything done in the actual industry in and of itself no. because of the affiliations that they no, have absolutely not right so, like this, the Vox Day thing that that I knew about, like yeah. this, when we, we were talking over the weekend, that's kind of, I hate to say it like this because I'm not saying it with any kind of uh, maliciousness. It's kind of a just desserts kind of situation yeah. because if you if you flirt with that, it's like it's like the 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 saying about if you're staring into the abyss, the abyss stares back. Yeah. If you flirt with it, they'll come for you. Yeah. You know, because it's it's a it's a it's a stepping stone into the mainstream, which yeah. is what they want to do. So you got to kind of, you know, you got to kind of deal with it. Those It's the fascinating to you because I just, the, the, you know, Sam and I, we were just talking off camera a little bit, uh, and you know, about there's just, there's, there's an energy in the air right now and it's very strange. Like people, I mean, I feel like alternative. Because we got to the point, I think it's two years into this like kind of crazy yeah. thing. That a lot of this is all wrapped up with yeah. the president and, the, you know, a lot of the, in yeah. the country, regardless of how you feel about the president or what's going on, just a lot of the energies have been yeah. very flux and, and very all over the place. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think alternative comics' policy is that radical um, but people don't. People but, but, don't want but that's ambiguity. Uh, yeah, people want I know. you to. You, I know they, they want, want you to, to go on record. Stand. Yeah, I know. They, they want, want you to, to say go on something. Record. So it, it, we'll we'll touch a little bit more on this in the fourth segment because uh, we don't have too much spin the racks. But I want to welcome our guest, uh, Mr. Rich Hanley. Rich, how you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. I was just thinking about Comicsgate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. You know, it's amazing. I was like, I was like, all right, good. We're gonna have Rich on. He's gonna talk about his Planet of the Apes book, and uh, and he's gonna talk about the Star Wars expanded universe, and 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 all the stuff that you've done. And it's like, boy, what a week, what a weekend for you to be. <laughs> I feel like I feel kind of bad for this guy. <laughs> he's got to deal with all this stuff too. I thought I was calling about Apesgate, uh, <laughs> you know, about uh, Bob Woodward well, well, bringing down an orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> So for Ooh. all, yeah, right. I know it's, it's oh. so layered. It's so layered <laughs> yeah. right there. Hot take. So okay, uh, my, my work here is done. <laughs> Try to feel, tip your waitress. <laughs> uh, give give us uh, give our audience a background into what you do. Um, you know, because I mean, you've really you know, it's funny. Well, apparently, what I do is alienate people who, <laughs> who don't who don't agree with what I just said. You may have just lost half your li- reader uh, viewership, and I apologize. But That's right. No, we don't have any, so, you know, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you know it's amazing. You know you've you've done stuff. You're the co-author of uh, Watching Time, the Watchmen chron- uh, chronology, Time on the Planet of the Apes, Lexicon of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, you're editing the new Planet of the Apes books with uh, Sequart, the new Star Wars expanded universe. You've done essays. I mean, you, Sam and I talked about this. Sam's our, Sam's our producer, and and we talked about like how much you can make a living in the industry you're in, but not doing exactly 
you know, the same path or the same job that everyone else does. I mean, so how did you get to this point and, and, and you know, I don't know, just tell us about your experiences in this. It's funny, the other day I was talking to someone and I, I, I realized I've carved out a really unusual niche for myself mm-hmm. because I, I got into publishing in the early 90s. I was <laughs> some of the worst way I was... My first publishing job was editing the New York Yellow Pages. Whoa. It was wow. back in 1992, reading the phone book for eight hours a day. <laughs> and and I, I thought, this is not what I was thinking when I said I want to be a, a writer, editor. I, I didn't really care about phone numbers. Um, but all right. So it, it got me in. And, and then I um, shortly thereafter sold uh, uh, my first, uh, my first uh, story to the Star Wars uh, Expanded Universe. And... Uh, it just sort of went from there. But my goal had, had always at that point had been that someday I'm going to be this big fiction author, author, oftener. And now you know why I'm not an author. Because <laughs> I say author. Some uh, people are meant to just edit. <laughs> <laughs> because I speak if I speak good. Um, but anyway, uh, I did end up becoming an, an authorer, <laughs> but not in the way that I intended. Because yeah. uh, so I ended up. Becoming more of a going more in the journalistic direction, yeah. and so um, by day I'm a, I've been a magazine editor for years, and uh, and I just sort of jockeyed that into what I love doing, um, which is not to say I don't love my day job in case anyone's listening, uh, <laughs> but but what I what I love doing, uh, which is writing about and talking about and um, obsessing over science fiction, and uh, so. About 10 years ago, well, actually, no, it goes before that. I, I used to write for um, the Star Trek Communicator magazine and Star Wars Insider and Star Wars Galaxy Collector from Tops. And so I discovered pretty early on as a columnist for those magazines that I actually enjoyed writing. I, I more enjoyed writing about other people's stories than creating my own. Yeah. And um, that was not what I was expecting. I was actually expecting that I was going to be the one writing the stories, and I have done that, but I find that I'm... I get more of a thrill out of dissecting someone else's work, which I, I guess kind of makes me a, a hanger-on. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, my whole <laughs> yeah. life is a waste, isn't it? No, <laughs> no, but, um, not even a little bit. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. You know, you're you're fine. Know, here's the thing. We had Mike Martz Step on. away from that ledge. You're we fine. Had, <laughs> we had Mike Martz on. Well, you knew, you knew our show was going to kill somebody at some <laughs> yeah. point. Um, it was bound to happen. <laughs> Uh, Mike Martz is an editor. He's one of the founders of Aftershock Comics. And I always said to Mike, and I said, you know, you, you've done all this editing. You know, didn't you want to be a writer? He says, no, I'm really good at editing. He says, I just really like it. You know, yeah. and, and it was it was like one of those matter of fact things where he just he liked it. He enjoyed yeah. it. And writing well, writing is thing. writing. Writing you and editing require very different skills. Yeah, true. And uh, I learned I learned that early on very true. Uh, that when I do one, it's it's a different set of skills than when I do the other. And that is the reason that the last thing any writer should do is be his or her own editor. Oh, yeah. If you are your own editor, chances are you are publishing tons of typos, and chances <laughs> are you're publishing really bad language that you think is great. Yeah. Right, right. Um, because it's very difficult to be your own editor. Require, it, not only because you're, you're, you, you, you can't step away from, uh, from your own work and see its flaws, but because it is two sets of skills, and if you don't have them both, then... You know, you, you you basically publish crap. <laughs> True, um, but uh, to the but to, but to answer you, I actually I, I got so tangential, and I apologize. I never no. actually addressed what your question was before about Planet of the Apes and all that. Um, so I had been writing for all these magazines, and then about ten years ago, um, Edward Gross, who you may know because he's written a, a lot of books, yeah, um, had uh, suggested I write a book 
about Planet of the Apes. And it just sort of snowballed from there. Uh, I had written time, uh, I had put together an online timeline trying to work out where the Planet of the Apes comics and, and, and TV shows fit with the films because I'm weird like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ed said, you should turn this into a book. And, and from that, I just sort of just kept going. I, I just kept doing more. Wow. And uh, I ended up um, helping Drew Gasker write the novel Conspiracy of the Planet of the Apes. And from that, I ended up working for Boom um, on their Planet of the Apes archive series uh, in, the, uh, in the capacity of um, writing all of the supplemental materials that appeared in those books. They were reprinting the Marvel series. And then, uh, yeah, it just more work just kept coming, and I've enjoyed the hell out of it. But the interesting thing in, in the midst of all of this is I, did, I do still do um, fiction when I can, and one of those was, um, in addition to Drew's novel, the, the short story anthology last year, which was called Tales from the Forbidden Zone for okay, Titan yeah. Books, um, that uh, Jim Beard and I co-edited, which was a short story anthology that... that um, uh, contains 16 stories set in that universe. So I, I do try to keep my hand in. Now I think I've answered your question, I think. <laughs> if I haven't, let me know, because I will ramble. Well, it's funny because, you know, you look at your, your, your list of credentials. I mean, you've got DC on your list. You've got Boom. You've got IDW. Uh, you're doing stuff with Sequart right now. I mean, there's, there's all of these top, thi- you know, top companies that people would be like, I would love to work for these companies. And you're working for these companies. You're just not working in a traditional sense. So uh, which, what experience you know, stands out the most to you working with the various companies? I mean, what, what, is, there, is there something different about going to do a stuff, you know, do a book about DC versus uh, you know, uh, doing stuff for like Boom? Or, or, or is there anything that stands out? Well, the funny answer to your question is that working for DC and Boom has been very similar because it was for the same editor. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah, I, I was working on the Planet of the Apes archive books for, for Boom, and then my editor, Alex Gaylor, moved over to DC, and I went with him. And I, I still worked for stuff for Boom, but basically when, when he went over there, he asked me if I'd do a book about Hellblazer for him. And so, yeah, I mean, it's been largely the same experience because Alex and I are friends and... Sure. and uh, and uh, developed a very good working relationship uh, on, on the Apes books. Uh, so you mean you got in, hired in for your of, merit? In terms of the, the, the culture at different publishers, um, I've been incredibly lucky. And any writer who tells you, any writer who tells you horror stories about the industry, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. There are horror stories, but any person who's being paid uh, to write about stuff they like, any person who is being approached by publishers and being told, we'd like you to do this, that's something to appreciate. It's something to enjoy, and I try to do that each day. I I try not to focus on the negatives. So I will say, with all sincerity, that working for IDW and Boom and DC and Secor has honestly been wonderful right across the board. Uh, Dean Mullaney at IDW's Library of American Comics is it was my point person there, and I would work with him on a hundred books if I could. Same goes for the team at Sequart. Um, same goes with, for Alex, uh, and also Daphne Plieben and and, and uh, at over at Boom. I mean, there's just there's nice people in in, in, in the industry, and uh, I think we hear way too much negativity about the comics industry and about the the, the publishing industry. When the truth is. They're just people, and they're, they're trying hard, and all of these negative groups that just want to spread vitriol are missing the point, in my opinion. I absolutely agree. 
um, except we'd have nothing to talk about. Uh, well, that is true. I, it, it, someone, someone once said, you know, why do why do you engage with people you disagree with? And I because I, I'll, I'll you know I, I don't censor people on my Facebook page even when they write what I think is stupid. So, uh, and I said, well, because if every conversation was with people I only agreed with, the conversations would go like this. I think this. Me too. <laughs> like every conversation I would ever have would be me too and then it would be over like that's not interesting right? I, I want to get rich your, your whole podcast would be here's the point we're making and, and your co-host would say I agree and it would be done and tune in next week you know like that would, that would be the end of it so I agree we'd, ha- we'd have <laughs> okay, double the viewers coming, yeah. we gotta get him and we gotta get Fabian in yeah, the room together. Gotta get together I think that would be an amazing thing <laughs> alright Rich tell everyone where they can find you and uh, what the latest books that you have out Okay. Um, well, let's see. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Uh, if you look, look for a, a, a guy with hold, holding up an ape's book in the, in the photo and you, you found me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it up there. It's great. Yeah. And uh, uh, as far as what I'm working on, well, the, the, well actually, it's funny. We, we haven't even talked about the one that you asked me on for, which was, uh, uh, which was the third uh, Star Wars Sequart book. Um, uh, so a more civilized age, exploring the Star Wars expanded universe. But I've actually done a lot of books for Sequart. That's one of the recent ones. Uh, I'm just finishing up a, a book about Battlestar Galactica with Loom Tambone, also nice. for Sequart. That one's called Somewhere Beyond the Heavens, exploring Battlestar Galactica. Nice. Uh, I'm going to be doing a uh, well, it's not announced yet, but uh, what the hell? I'm going to be doing a Hellblazer book for Sequart. Um, Very cool. See, I like it. I wish more guests would drop would drop things like that. Yeah, yeah. See, that's well, you know, I, I don't think they I don't think they'll mind if they, <laughs> I, 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 if you never see the book, they minded. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still helping Alex with stuff at DC, so I'm ha- kind of hoping there will be some more projects there. Um, you're you're going to get blockchain from this Boom. conversation anyway, because <laughs> it was associated with Comicsgate. So you're going to get blockchained anyway. It happens. Uh, it's, it's, excellent. It's, <laughs> um, well, it's fun. By, by day, I'm the editor of RFID Journal, and we use the other term blockchains. Uh, so <laughs> I'm all for being blockchained, but only in the other sense, <laughs> uh, as, as, you know, electronic currency. <laughs> Rich, um, that has uh, been... Uh, what else? Um, I'm going to be doing more work for, uh, for, for Boom Studios, uh, but that, that I can't talk about. They, don't, they won't want that. Okay. Um, we, don't, we, we try not to get you fired. That's our rule. Yeah, I appreciate that. I do Don't get that. fired. That's our, that's um, our number one rule. I'm hoping that there'll be a second volume of Tales from the Forbidden Zone from Titan. I mean, Jim and I keep talking to, to the people, the fine folks at Titan about it, and we keep hoping something will happen there. Um, what else? I think that, I mean, oh, you know, I'm, do, I'm writing uh, a couple, uh, two blogs, uh, Blast Off Comics and Hero Comics, and, and uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, Hero Collector, not Hero it's Comics. It's very busy, this guy. Yeah, it's very because busy. I, uh, because I, uh, Hero, Hero Collector is, is run by Eagle Moss, a British company that's reprinting oh, yeah, all of yeah. the Star Trek comics from over the years in a set called the Star Trek Graphic Novel Collection. And I, I write most of the introductions to those books. Um, <laughs> wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, and so, uh, so I also write for their blog, just writing whatever comics-related stuff comes up. Well, I'll tell you uh, what. Yeah, when honestly, you're... you can usually find me sitting in my basement. That's actually <laughs> the best answer. Writing. Well, yeah. i tell you what. When the next uh, book drops, you know, drop us a line, and we'll have you on. Please and we'll, do. We'll, uh, we'll, try to, we'll try to keep it focused. This was our fault more than your fault. We, we, we went all over the place. I, I definitely actually do want to know about the Star Wars Expanded Universe, and maybe we'll talk offline. Uh, but uh, thank you for joining us, Rich Hanley. Thank you oh, so sure. much. Thank you, Take Rich. care. When we come back, we go spinning the racks.
Do you know how long it's been since I've been wanting to just sacrifice, to sacrifice all your myself? beliefs yeah, just for the show? To give show? up all my beliefs? Well, I actually don't really have any beliefs, which is why it's been so hard for you to find out what my beliefs are to get me to betray them. I'm kind of a nihilist. I don't really believe in anything, except for sandwiches. Secrets of the Sire. One of the best lyrics I ever wrote was to that song. Really? Yeah. Really? One of these days I'm going to post all I just hate it when we get to Spinning in the Racks. It's finally cool in here. <laughs> like two <laughs> seconds before the show ends. I'm, it's finally like a hospitable atmosphere in this place. I want to thank our guest, Rich Hanley. Uh, we, we definitely got to have him awesome on again. Guest, awesome that was guest. a really great guest. Yeah. He's got a lot going on. So go check out Sequart's uh, Examining the Planet Sounds of the like Apes, A, really great a More guy. Civilized Age. Uh, Sequart drops me lines every time something gets released. So... Uh, and he's usually the one working on it, so that actually works out pretty well, good. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, this is he really knows what great. he's talking about because really he's great. doing it. he's the one doing it." Uh, so I, wa- I want to tie a bow on the alternate comics thing, which yeah, we well, didn't really get to. Win. Don't let's not waste time with like opinions and stuff. Like, just go into like the well again. They they've been ge- now. They basically came out with their with their blockchain policy on, on social media, right? Right. And saying so now people, people think because of that. They're, right. oh, they're leaving the door open to be able to work with even the people who have been kind of blocked off by the mainstream. Yeah, I don't know about the working with. It's that they're going, that they're, that they're, they're chasing the to. money. Yeah. So I actually posted this on Facebook recently, and I actually... But uh, is that a lot of money? Like, I'm sorry, but like, like one, of the, one or two of these guys have been like... Like raise like ridiculous amounts of money, but like on Indiegogo from, and from, like yeah, that, or from GoFundMe from like two thousand, three thousand, um, yeah, different different right. backers. Yeah, so that means that those guys are giving hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of yeah. dollars, to the cause. Yeah, that's not necessary. So that's raising a lot of money for these guys. Yeah, but that's not really winning. Well, uh, the I, demographic I, because I, you're not sell you're not good like that, an alternate, alternate that doesn't represent around, so numbers been for 10 years mm-hmm. which is amazing actually i i they're they're a company that i that was on my radar um and I actually i do want to get peter Sametti on at some point and i actually probably should do be more aggressive to get him on but at this point he's not he's actually been very um emotionally devastated by actually everything that's happened he tweeted out that he was you know, having suicidal thoughts now because of 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 the of the backlash that happened. Um, but he had actually just posted. He said, "You know, uh, blockchains can can catch innocent people in the crossfire, and we want to reach as many people as possible." Um, and there there is something to that. Um, but again, the reaction, and I'm not going to call this a left right reaction because I think what we've been talking about is there's this well, energy they, going they, on right they now. They tend to make it a left right thing. No, no, like agreed. They, uh, but I'm just saying, in this particular case, it just seems like everyone is just so like it. it it's like, oh, you're working with these Nazis. Oh, we're not Nazis. We have a Nazi that wants to be part of us. We didn't want him to be a Nazi. You suck. We want this, and it's like it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. like it's a real fever pitch, you know, kind of reaction. All these creators. But nobody, okay, but nobody wears a t-shirt, right? Nobody wears a colored t-shirt right. that says, I am on the side of good, you know? <laughs> I am on the side of evil, you right. know? So nobody knows exactly who's affiliated with what. Yeah. We only, we only have your behavior. We only have the, right. the track record of your, your affiliations and your, you know, you are what you do, right? So 
if you're going to affiliate yourself with these people, and like this, this is the weird phenomenon that takes place, where the where you affiliate yourself with people who are very strongly outspoken about a particular uh, uh, on on a particular cause on either side. But I don't think alternate is actually affiliating themselves. I understand that they're they're being affiliated. I understand right? that, but I'm trying to explain. Okay. If you're going to do that, yeah. The the, f- the strange phenomenon is that once you affiliate yourself, or once you are affiliated. Right. You get it, these people get indignant of I don't have to explain myself well, I was to anybody. Recently, I was recently on Indiegogo just to check it out because I was like I was like what's the big deal here? I was like well there's not a lot of comic book projects in here. Then I'm thinking to myself maybe oh maybe I'll put you know a new title that I'm working on on Indiegogo just because the competition's not there. Mm-hmm. But then immediately I'm like let me throw this out there and and I got responses like oh yeah or if, if you want to be part of Comicsgate you'll put stuff on Indiegogo and it's like Indiegogo it's not their fault you know what I mean like all of a sudden it's like if I run Indiegogo now all of a sudden it's but like but I'm saying that's because of the phenomenon yeah. of non-disclosure the right. phenomenon of, of of ambiguity right of like of like political affiliated ambiguity right and willful ignorance right to to what's going on right and like I said to you before if you don't pick a, a, a team that people will pick a team I for know, you. I know. So then, in that, and that's in such not a fair case, either. That's not fair. It's either. It's not fair, but it happens. It can be avoided if you decide. Look, I'm not part of this. Yeah. And then you, it, if you're gonna, if you're gonna unaffiliate yourself with it. Yeah. Come up with your own. Come up with the middle. Come up with a name for the middle. Well, that's but uh, you you hit the name on the head uh, nail on the head though. There is no middle anymore. You know, there is none. There There's really a middle isn't. if you make it. You can make a middle, but you have to make the middle. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Aggressively you can't. You can't just I be know. like, well, you know, I know that a lot of people I work with like to kill babies, but I don't kill babies, so I don't really have to explain myself because <laughs> I have my own record as not a baby killer. And it's like we will well, not get into this debate. <laughs> <laughs> well, your friend, the guy you're eating dinner with right here, he's a he's a known baby killer. Yeah, but I didn't kill a baby at that dinner, and therefore I'm fine. Poor analogy of all the this things. This is the perfect <laughs> analogy. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Great analogy. Wrong choice of... Cause it's the truth. It's like it's an egregious thing. We it can be egregious. <laughs> we are going to go... We, there's a lot... All right, I'm sorry. Was I, was I making too much sense? Well, because, you know, abortion's not a big hot topic debate. And say I never killer. said abortion. I know. I'm just saying. That's where my mind went when you said baby killer. Okay, so I guess I'll stop talking All then. that fun stuff. We will get back into this. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> We're never talking about uh, it again. We're going to talk fall preview next week. But before we do, we do this every week. We go spinning the racks, bringing you the most fantastical pop culture news. Spin the rack, spin the rack. Look at the awesome new graphic we got for spin the racks. I'm so excited. The zombie outbreak is beginning and vanilla ice is on the scene. There was... Like, you couldn't even write... Something like this. Vanilla Ice stops, collaborates, tweets while trapped inside quarantine uh, Emirates flight. A 500-person Emirates flight from Dubai was quarantined for hours at JFK Wednesday morning after several passengers found a fever grabbing hold of them tightly as news outlets tried to cull details from the abundance of ambulances and police cars encircling the plane. They went online for answers where none other than Vanilla Ice rocked the tweets like a vandal. That is uh, courtesy... <laughs> that- 
<laughs> that is courtesy of the AV Club. I don't want to steal their stuff, but uh, the rapper tweeted, so I just landed from Dubai, and now there's a ton of ambulances and fire trucks and police all over the place. Apparently, there's 100 sick people on the bottom floor of the double-decker flight. So he was at the, he was at the top. I just felt like this is the movie Airplane all, this, all over again, except they weren't in the air. Nothing? You got nothing? What do you want me to say about Vanilla Ice? <laughs> Naturally, the possibility of ice being at the center of a potential pandemic was enough to soften the anxiety of said pandemic, and the jokes came pouring in. All right, next week, get your pumpkin spice latte ready. Get the kids off onto the school bus. It's fall TV preview time. Iron Fist is back. It's one of the selections that are back. We have its Emmy-nominated composer, Robert Lidecker, will be on the show next week. He'll be talking about producing the score for the new season of Iron Fist. Plus, we run down all the comic book movie-related shows you need to see. Go check us out at Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Download us on iTunes, SoundCloud, everything. YouTube slash Secrets of the Sire.